Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. So you can open up your Bibles this morning. We're going to be reading in Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And then we're going to jump down to Genesis 3, 1 through 10. Hallelujah. And so, praise God. So this morning, I have titled the name of this sermon, In the Beginning. Or, amen, In the Beninging. Uh, there was a, a video they sent to us a while back, um, which is actually, I guess it was cut, and uh, there's this, this pastor, he's, he can't pronounce in the be- beginning, so he keeps saying in the beginning, in the beginning, and that's where he's stuck, but uh, it, was, it was humorous, but they, they kind of like, they dubbed the, or they cut the thing to make it look like, but we, I saw the real sermon, and he was speaking properly. Amen. So in the beginning, this morning, so, sorry, I think I got something out of, I was going to, so a couple went to a marriage counseling and says, both the man and the woman carried a list with them, and so the man uh, had taken a sheet of paper, and so he had drawn down the middle and proceeded to write all the good things about his wife down on one side of the paper and all the bad things on the other side. Amen. I want to interject there. Amen. Speak good things to your wife. Amen. It'll help your marriage. And so the woman had done the same thing. And so they pointed out to the counselor that they just could not say anything good about the marriage. They went down the list. Uh, They had complied. And so both the man and the woman had a, a... Sorry, both the man and the woman had a much longer list of negatives than the positives of their spouse. And so having tried everything from vacation to marriage retreats, the couple had, amen, this counselor at last, amen, sorry, uh, marriage retreats, the couple had to come to this counselor for the last resort, Amen. Before they wanted to get divorced. And so the counselor glanced over the list. Nothing seemed to be serious to him. Nothing so serious that it was grounds for the divorce. And so to their shock, the counselor tore up the sheet right in front of them, pulled over his trash can, and threw the list in the trash can. And the man exclaimed, what are you doing? Don't you know how long it took us to make these lists? The counselor explained that the couple's lists were useless because they had examined the couple's problem from the wrong end. And so you are pursuing a rule book when you should be pursuing a relationship. And so God meant for life to be lived by relationship, not by rules. If our relationship with God is is on good terms, then we will have no problem playing by the rules. Amen. Or play or living for God. Amen. And so this couple, amen, no no doubt something happened 
in their relationship that brought a wedge between them. Let's read our scripture this morning in the beginning. And so in the beginning, it says Genesis 26 through 28. God said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness and let man, sorry, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds, over the heavens, over the livestock, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male, female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the seas, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Let's skip down to Genesis. Sorry, I think I'm parched. Amen. It's hard trying to sing and preach at the same time, or one after another. Amen. Uh, Genesis 3, 1 through 10 said, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the other beasts of the field the Lord had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of the tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. goes on to say, But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of, your, of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to, amen, was to be desired, amen, you shouldn't desire other things, amen, that you, God tells you not to desire, it's to make, sorry, desire to make uh, one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they uh, sewed or sewed uh, fig trees together and made uh, for them uh, clothing. And it goes on to say, And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called out to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I have heard the sound of you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Let's pray this morning. God, we pray, Lord God, and this morning that you would move by your spirit and your power, Lord God. Let us understand, Lord God, that we, Lord God, that you draw us to you, Lord God, of my salvation. That you constantly, amen, want a relationship with man, Lord God. That we are your creations, Lord God, built, Lord God, in your image to honor you all the days of our lives. We praise, Lord God, that we would understand this, this, this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so I want to take a look at God made everything. And so in Genesis, God says, let there be light, or let there be, and there was. He said, let there be light, amen. He said, let there be the heavens, let there be the earth, let there be the land, let there be the seas. 
And so I want you to think about this, is that God spoke everything, or everything was, amen, came to existence by the voice of God. And so I want to say this morning that what God speaks, or what God says, amen, will become. If you read His Word, prophecies today are being fulfilled. Because God spoke to men, amen, and they professed that. And some scribe or somebody wrote it down, amen, and these things are coming into existence in our day and society because God spoke them, amen. The, the Bible was spoken, amen, amen, sorry. The Bible, amen, God spoke to men and the Bible was written, and so what God says, even what God says to you, whatever God speaks to you, amen, He will do. But it's all in accordance to His will. It's all in accordance to if you follow His will, but it shall be done. And so God created everything. Think about this. And He said that it was good. Think about all the good things God has created. Look at the sky. Amen. You look at the sky and you just like, like right now we can look at the sky and it's like, oh, it's, it's dreary outside. We don't see much. But on the way to Seattle, amen, um, and then on the way to conference, I'm, I'm, I'm on the plane and I'm looking out. And I'm looking out at creation. I'm looking out at these uh, mountain peaks getting close to Seattle. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this is beautiful. I was like, I would like to be on this mountaintop, amen. I would, I would like to climb this, amen. And so you see God's beauty, you see God's creation, and all these things, amen, came about because God spoke these things into existence, amen. A while back ago, this was years ago when I wasn't saved, I went snorkeling, and it got me to want to one day go scuba diving, but I've, I've never been. And I still want to do it. But just snorkeling in, um, I was in Puerto Vallarta. I was snorkeling in um, also um, Cozumel. And so you look, and it's a whole other world under there. It's like you're looking into a fish tank. Oh, I did it in Honduras, too, with my wife. I took her there. Amen. And we did it. We went snorkeling. And you look at this whole other world and you're just, you're, you're beside yourself because you're, you're saying to, well, at that time I wasn't saying to myself, but I'm saying now because I still remember, amen, and you're saying to yourself, there's got to be something outside of us, amen, and it, it's God's creative hand. And so God has created everything for our benefit, amen, for the benefit of His creation, for you and I to be able to enjoy. And he created man, amen, also. The crown of God's work was the creation of man in his image according to his likeness. This means that man was placed on earth as God's representative. That he resembles God in certain ways. Just as God is the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, so man is Amen. And so what triune also, spirit, soul, and body. Like God, man has intellect, a moral nature, the power to communicate with others. We have, it, uh, we have an emotional nature. Uh, 
Amen. We have instinct. Amen. And so there is no, amen, known that, that we are like God in some ways. We are not like animals. Amen. God is able to worship. Amen. God, uh, man is an articulate communicator. Amen. And also man is no doubt like his creator, God. We're creators. And so man is like God. Amen. We create. Amen. Think about the, the accomplishments of man. The airplane. The space shuttle. All the advancements in medicine and in science. Also, and so that is within us. But we have to, amen, come to the realization that we're created in the likeness of God. It is not because of ourselves, but it is because it's God's gift to you and I. And so God created man in his image and put man in charge of all his goodness. Think about this. The scripture that we read, God put man in charge of all his goodness. And to be able to benefit from all God's goodness. He did this for man. And so we cannot say that God is not good. We cannot say that God does not have his best interest in mind for us. He gave us dominion. He gave us authority. Amen. Over all creation. And so if we are under God's authority, then we will have dominion. I want to ask you this question. Do you realize you ex your existence depends on God? Whether you realize it or, or you don't, amen. You cannot breathe, your heart cannot beat, amen, aside from God. God is a so the source of life and everything in it. He is the beginning of all things and thus all things must be subject to Him. And so we are not subject. When we are not subject to God, things get out of place, things become fuzzy, our world begins to flip upside down. And that's the true nature, amen, of the fallen man. I want to look this morning at the defilement of man. And so Adam and Eve were not alone in the garden. Satan slithered in immediately and were driving a wedge to separate man and woman from the voice of God. Think about this. They're speaking about they're speaking to God in the garden. They have relationship with God. Notice his approach. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the other beasts of the field and the, that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of the tree in the garden? Satan knew if he was gonna defeat the human race. He had to separate man from God's voice. And I want to say that Satan is doing that today. He's always trying to separate us from trying to listen to God. You know the rest of the story, Satan said, For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. And so does anything to you sound strange in that story? How about the fact that you are already made like God. They had been created in the likeness of God. We're not gods, amen, but we're created in His likeness. 
And the devil was like telling them, amen, that they, they needed to be like God. And that wasn't true because they were already in the likeness of God. Here is a sneak peek into the strategy of the enemy in your life. He will do whatever he can to get you to listen to his voice instead of the voice of God. He would like nothing better to suggest the direction of your life. And so many people have been diverted, amen, because they listen to their emotions. They listen to their own will, amen. They listen to, to everything else but God's voice. And so Satan always has a voice. And Satan is always trying to get our attention. He does it through the media. Think about all this coronavirus stuff that, that went on. It was, it was blown out of proportion. Amen. And, you know, people would come into, here to me and be like, well, what about this? What about that? And I'm like, well, what about it? If I, if I'm, if I, if I die, I'm going with the Lord anyways. Amen. And so the thing is that Satan always has a voice. Amen. And Satan always wants to stop God's will. He did this in the garden. Amen. And he's trying to do it to us today. He will tell you that you have to be someone or something else other than what God wants you to be. Why else would he suggest to Eve that she could become like God? Implying that Eve was not already made in the likeness of God. Think about this. She, they had everything. Like I said in my illustration, they had everything. And so that's, maybe that's why so many people spend their whole lives trying to impress others. By being something that they are not. Think about this. Why do you think Facebook is out there? Why do you think Twitter is out there? Why do you think Instagram is out there? I, I don't know if Instagram is still out there, but is it still out there? I'm, I don't know. It was in my days, amen, I don't use it, but why do you think all these things are there? It's because people are trying to fill a void in their life, amen, that this world cannot fill. And they're trying to put on this persona amen, of who they are or have all these likes or these thousands of people that they can't even keep a relationship with and think in their minds, in their own hearts, in their own spirit, that I have a relationship with all these people. You don't. Amen. And, but that's what the enemy will try. Amen. To try to make you think. Amen. Or believe. Amen. That you need a relationship. Or you need. Amen. To, for other people to try to make you feel good. You don't. Amen. People fill themselves with so many things. That they cannot hear the voice of God. It drowns out the voice of God. Amen. And in the world. Amen. That we live in today, we're too preoccupied, amen, with filling ourselves with a bunch of nothing, which amounts and leads to nothing in the end, amen, because they're not your friends, amen, they're not going to show up to your doorstep unless you invite them or unless, amen, you tell them, I don't know, amen, the internet caused something in my in my prior marriage, amen, to fail, and it was, it was the fault of the internet and, and the people, amen, behind the internet. And so the, you have to be careful, amen. That wasn't in my sermon. I don't even know why I said that. But, amen, hallelujah, you have to be careful. 
And so people's lives are racked up with frustration. People's lives are racked up with regret. Amen. They don't understand that God made him or made them in his own image to have a relationship with him. You don't have to be someone that you're not. You're already what he wants today. Amen. He wants you the way you are. Even if you're a sinner in this place, he wants you exactly how you are. So he can come into your life. So he can step into your heart and change you. Amen. And so after the fall of, amen, after the fall of, amen, after the fall, God came walking through the garden in the cool of the day. And so what did Adam and Eve do? They hid their, themselves from God's voice. And so from that moment, amen, on, the Old Testament becomes a chronicle of mankind's love and hate relationship with God. In the book of Exodus, God speaks to Moses through a burning bush and later uh, dictates the Ten Commandments to them. That was God's word to his people. With flashes, lightnings, and smoke. Scripture says that the people, amen, trembled and told Moses in Exodus 2019 and said to Moses, You speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us lest we die. And all God wanted was a relationship with Him. Look at how well Satan's plan was working. Man went from speaking with God in the garden, and now he's afraid of God's voice. Satan, amen, has so prevented man's relationship with God, they thought the very sound of his voice would kill them. Today, Satan's plan is no different. He will convince you that if you listen to God, it will kill your relationships with other people, it will kill your career, it will kill your fun. I'm going to say, sin is not fun. He will tell you, amen, the words of God will take life from you. Think about this. God is speaking life. Everything is being created through God. And Satan's telling people that if they serve God, that life is going to be taken from you. It's not. Amen. It's going to give you life. Amen. God is the creator of life. And the continual, amen, sustainer of our life. And so eventually things got so bad in effect, amen, that God said, okay, you don't want to hear my voice anymore? You don't want to speak to me? Fine, God says, I'm done. His words stop. Scripture seized, amen, bringing an abrupt end to the Old Testament. And so for 400 years, God's voice was not heard. Think about this. Even the children of Israel, the children of Israel, when they were in slavery, they did not hear God's voice for 400 years. There was no revelation of God. And it's because man said, no, we don't want relationship with you. And I want to say that, that we're, I mean, actions speak louder than words. Because we can come to church Amen. But in our daily lives, we can say to God, oh, all we want, amen, is Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday night. But besides that, we need to seek a relationship with God. And so, evidently, for 400 years, there was, the silence was broken 
by a voice crying in the wilderness, and it was broken, amen, by John the Baptist proclaiming the news of Jesus Christ coming, that he was going to die upon the cross for all humanity, amen, and saying that God wants relationship with his creation once again. And so the wilderness is a place, amen, without God. If you read scripture, you look at the wilderness and you find a place without God. Jesus Christ was in the wilderness in the beginning of his ministry. Amen. It was a dry place. It was a place without God. It was a place where the devil starts speaking to Jesus. And so Jesus Christ was in the wilderness. And so if you think about it, you think about the scripture, God hadn't been heard for 400 years. And then there, there comes this man proclaiming God, amen, to the people in the wilderness, in the desert, in the midst where God cannot be heard anymore and proclaiming that the Messiah is coming. He said, repent, amen. He's telling people to repent and turn toward God once again. Because God wants a relationship with you. And so I want to ask this question. Do you let other things, amen, and other voices of life, amen, drown out the voice of God? I want to say that as you spend time with God praying, studying His Word, and obeying Him, you will develop a feel for God's voice. The more obedient you are to God, the more you will hear His voice. A lot of times people, they say, well, I don't feel the same. I used to hear God's voice. One problem could be is that we've gotten distant from God. Amen. And so, but once you hear God's voice, amen, again, you will want to hear it more and more. And so there's nothing on earth that compares, amen, to being in the presence of God. God is all might. He's all powerful. Think about this. He created the heavens and the earth. And He wants to speak to us. And when He speaks to us, amen, it's, we're, we should be in all awe of His presence, of Him speaking to us, amen, of Him even taking the, His day, amen, His time, amen, with us. He wants to speak with us. Matthew 7, 7 through 11 says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who receives and everyone who seeks finds, and to those ones who knock, it will be open. Or which one of you, if a son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil, we're all evil in our hearts, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, Give you good things to those who ask Him. Amen. I don't give my son a stone when he asks me for food. I don't give my son something evil, amen, when he asks me, amen, for food. I give him good things. And I want to say that God, your Creator, wants the best for your life. Amen. He wants to give you good things. I want to take a look lastly as God uh, reconciles himself, amen, to man. 
And so from the separation of man in the garden, God has always tried to reconcile his relationship with man. Think about this, Adam and Eve, even in the story, after man had sinned, God covered him immediately. Genesis 3.21 says, For Adam also and for his wife the Lord made long coats, uh, tunics of skin and clothed them. Amen. So this is a picture of God covering up what man had done. He's covering him, amen, giving him dignity once again. Telling him that you can go on, Adam, after this. This is a foreshadowing, amen, of Jesus Christ covering our sins. So God killed a lamb, amen, and covered them. There was blood involved and covered Adam and Eve, what they had done. Their, their sin, their shamefulness, their regret, God did all that. So God is calling us, amen. God is willing to meet us, amen. God is willing to draw us back to Him. And so man has always had to live, amen, with the consequences of sin and bad decision. God does not take that away. God does not take sin and consequences away from us. You look out in the world and everything that's happening, you see the consequences of man in his sin. But just because man lives with his consequences doesn't mean that God does not love him and try constantly to draw man to himself. This is the God we serve. This is the loving God that you and I serve. Even when life does not go perfect with a believer, Life always will fit because we have a relationship with God. In the Old Testament, God spoke to Abraham. He spoke to Isaac, Jacob. He spoke to Moses. He spoke to his people through Moses. God spoke through his prophets. Amen. So God always wants to speak to man. In the New Testament, God spoke through to John. Amen. He spoke to Jesus. He spoke to the apostles. He spoke to Paul, which was Saul in the beginning. And so God always wants to speak to men. All these men had shortcomings, and God still wanted a relationship with God, with them. Amen. To be able, amen, to... God is a communicator, and God wants to speak, and He wants to always direct His creation. God is not dependent upon man. Amen. God is set apart. He is holy. Amen. He is the great I am. But God desires a relationship with those that He created because we are created in His image. God is self-sufficient and, re and really does not need man. But He desires us because we are part, amen, of Him. If you look out at nature, the world, and everything in it, God created everything to be in harmony with one another. God created us in the garden to have relationship with Him. That was in harmony. Everything, amen, in life works according to the Word of God, what He has spoken. Everything works, amen, according to His perfect will. Even though we might not see it, 
Even though we might not acknowledge it, I want to say that everything is working itself out to fulfill God's perfect will. And you can see it through creation. Amen. You plant a seed. Amen. It rains. Amen. You could drop a seed. I've seen people drop watermelon seeds. They start sprouting. They start growing. Amen. And it's because God makes it grow. It is perfect. Amen. And so, amen, this, this morning, man, everything is perfect. I was talking to my wife the other day and uh, just, just conversating with her, just uh, telling her, man, about God. I was, because for the longest time, you know, I've, I've had relationship with God. I've had God spoken to me. But I've, I've always had this question behind my mind. And I've always said to myself, what is life about? This question of life has been revolving in my mind for years. And you can have the answer, amen, to your question. You can even have other people, amen, speak this thing, speak the answer to this question to you. But it never becomes real to you unless... Amen. It is confirmed in your spirit. God gives you a revelation, amen, of, of life and what it is for. So life simply is this. For us to have relationship with our creator, amen, and in the New Testament is what Jesus Christ said to go out on, into all the nations and preach the gospel. And so, to, to be in right relationship brings us, amen, into a perfection in our walk with God. So think about the perfection that was in the garden. There was perfection. And now, like I said, even though things might be not going so well, there could be something in your spirit that you're like, wow, I'm in awe, God, even though this is happening in my life. I was sitting there and I was kind of distracted by this guy texting me that my AC went on. I told my wife, hey, I'm trying to pray. I'm trying to get a hold of God, amen. Things happen. But this realization doesn't come into your life to, to you, amen, get confirmation from God. Pastor Campbell has said it before. All our life is relationship with God and relationship with people. But that did not drop into my spirit too recently. Amen. And so our existence in this life, amen, is to come, or life's existence in general, is to come back in right relationship with our Maker. And that's what God is about. That's what eternity is about, amen. That one day you and I will be made right with our Maker. That bad decision that was made in the garden, when we die through His Son, Jesus Christ, when we meet our Father in heaven, amen, will be made right. Amen. And all things will we'll actually, it's like the light bulb will come on when we get to heaven. I want to read this scripture to you in Ecclesiastes 12, 12 through 14. This is the most 
the wisest man, amen, that ever lived upon the earth. And this is in the Amplified Version. It says, But about going further, then the words given by one shepherd, my son, be warned of making many books, there is no end. So do not believe everything you read. And much studying is weariness of the flesh. He goes on to say, All that has been heard, the end of the matter is, Fear God, revere and worship Him, knowing that He is, and keep His commandments, what I just said, command, our command, keeping His commandments, keep us in right relationship with God. For this is the whole of man. This is everything. The full original purpose of His creation, the object of God's providence, the root of character, the foundation of all happiness, the adjustment of all harmonious circumstances and conditions under the sun, the whole duty for very man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it is good or evil. Amen. So that's our whole existence, amen, to be in a right relationship with God. And when we are in right relationship with God, everything fits, everything works, everything falls in place in life, amen, we're fulfilled, amen. And so the meaning of life is to have a right relationship with God and other people. And in the New Testament is to bring other people. That's part of our relationship with God. Is bringing other people into a right relationship with Him. That's, that's Jesus' command. If you really think about it. If you, if, if you really get down to the, to, to the, amen, the, the, the bone of it, amen, is to bring other people in right relationship with God. Show them the way because Jesus Christ, amen, because God has drawn us through His Son, and through His Spirit. And so, amen. With that said, can I have every head bowed and every eye closed? Amen. We need relationship with God. You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.